Welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian, and happy new year to you all. This is the first podcast of 2024, and I'm excited to get this out. I've had a number of people reach out to me recently uh, after that last podcast that we did and gave me some good acknowledgement to it, but uh, a number of people were like, hey, when's the next podcast coming out? We were very much on a cadence with the podcast that we were creating um, and over the holidays only got one or two out. So I apologize for not having something out every single Monday to you all. Um, I believe we uh, didn't have anything last week, but we're, uh, and today's a Tuesday, but we're back into it uh, with the start of the new year. I was looking back over the podcast over the last year and noticed, uh, I don't know how many episodes we got out. I think it was somewhere around 48 to 52, somewhere in there that of uh, podcasts that we put out. So we created a lot of content in 2023 and we are, uh, but we started it. My point of that, we started it on January 3rd. I think I rolled out with 2023 with, uh, you know, great intentions of the year was going to have this amazing year. And it was a very good year. It wasn't the year I, I could have been better. And we talked about that in the last podcast. I think there was, there were more wins on the floor. I watched a basketball game the other day and when I walked out of there with some friends and we were talking, I was like, man, they left some points on the floor. Right. And I, and I left some wins out there last year and maybe you did as well. You know, there were, there were more wins. There were, there were more victories for us in 2023 that we didn't grab when they were available and we didn't create uh, when they were on the horizon. We just didn't get it or I didn't get them. Um, and made this, uh, you know, proclamation to myself in 2024 that the wins that are out there were definitely going to go and attack and, 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 and take every opportunity that we can to get those wins. So January 3rd, we put out our first podcast of last year. Now, many that have followed us uh, through the years, we started podcasting maybe five years ago. And uh, now we are uh, in our fifth or sixth year. So we have put out a number of podcast through the years, but 2023 was kind of a rebrand of the Dead 3 coaching and leadership development series that we've done. Um, a lot is going on. Please uh, go to the show notes. What we're going to be doing here shortly, maybe with this podcast, but you will find, um, I've created actually, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see here to my right, I've got a quarterly planner. I have um, discussed quarterly planning for a while. I have um, given some juice out to the company that I have used in the past for my quarterly planning. But this past year, with the help of uh, some software applications out there, I have created my own uh, uh, planner for the quarter and went to Kinko's or whatever it's called. Kinko's may not even be around anymore, but I went to a UPS store or whatever it's called and created this and printed it out and got it bound and all that. So it's a planner that I'm using that will be available on our website. And so look at the show notes. You'll be able to access that. You will be able to get the planner that I am using that I went and bound for free. And what I'm doing right now is giving it away for free. And then I'm going to use it over the next quarter. And I have taken notes on it already about changes I would like to see made to it. But over the next quarter, I'm going to figure out what I like and don't like about it. Any feedback that people want to give me, if you want to go download it, print it off and use it and then provide me what you like and don't like about it, then I will make those changes and we'll actually be able to then purchase it on our website. So you would then be able to uh, have it bound and you won't have to run off to Kinko's and rent your movies from Blockbuster and do all that sort of stuff, right? So that will be available. Look for that in the show notes as well. So 
what to do in 2023. I did, I, I brought up the 2023 and starting the podcast up last year. And I kind of brought that up for a reason. It, in the short amount of time, hopefully in the next three or four days, you're going to see behind me a uh, calendar that I ordered. And so I guess I'm kind of um, discussing and get, bringing some juice to a number of products this morning. But there's just Google it. I don't know what the web address is, but go Google Big Ass Calendar 2024. And I would encourage you to, to purchase it. It's a $47 purchase. I bought it. It will be available to, uh, it'll be here at my house in the next couple of days. And then go to YouTube, go to Instagram and search Big Ass Calendar. Don't stop at Big Ass. Don't search Big Ass without adding calendar. All right. That's that's my uh, uh, disclaimer to all this. So do that and then just watch. It's a Jesse Itzler product. And I've talked about Jesse Itzler for a while. I'm back on kind of his content, his energy, his vibe. I, I, I like it very much. Um, the Big Ass Calendar is a big ass calendar and it is the entire year. It's going to cover these walls behind me and you plan your year. And, and I'm very much right now reading and, and consuming a lot of content from Jesse Itzler as it relates to planning your year. He talks about a Masogi, Masogi. He talks about um, Ryan's rule or Kevin's rule, Kevin's rule. And he talks about quarterly habits and he talks about all this sort of stuff, right? So um, I'm consuming that. It's going to end up on the big-ass calendar that you'll see behind me. But Jesse Itzler is talking about this Masogi, Masogi, one of those uh, pronunciations of that word. And he talks about doing one great thing a year. And I was thinking about 2023, and I was thinking about 2022 and 2020, blah, 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 all this. And knocking out one thing a year that you could look back on and say, 2015, 2018, 2020, 2021, 2023, and now 20, whatever it is, and say, ah, that year I did this. One great thing. You know, you could say it's a vacation. You know, my my wife and my family, and we all went last year to Seaside or down there in the floor, and that was our, I get it. But the one big thing I did this year was I got re-engaged with the podcast, and I put out 47, 48 to 52 episodes. I got into a regular routine, and it was great. 2020, we did the hard 75, you know, and then I, and then I, I can't tell you the other things. It wasn't a focus. It wasn't written down. It wasn't planned. It wasn't something I, you know, thought through. It wasn't that like, so I'm figuring out, I'm figuring out what 2024 is going to be. You know, I think it is going to be built around the dead three coaching and leadership development website, content creation, and the products that we currently have and, and fine tuning those. Right. I do. You know, it's got to be something like that. You know, my family, we are going to take vacations. We are going to do these great things. So that's the Masogi, Masogi idea and the big ass calendar and knocking that all out. The other stuff is going to be. And I bring up that's why I brought up the 2023 in the podcast, because I think in 2023 we built an infrastructure. We built a scaffolding essentially for the dead three uh, brand. Uh, in terms of coaching and leadership development, we did the podcast and we were deliberate. We were intentional. We had a curriculum. We did some, and we created two products that are out there. So that is great. 2024 has got to be built around that because at the end of the day, we need results. We need execution. We need delivery. We need more content. We need a community that I'm into, right? Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, kudos to my wife who bought me this great new microphone. Hopefully the sound is better. Um, and I, I've got this, I don't even know what it's called. It's a Yeti. 
right? It's a Yeti that doesn't hold, hold my drinks for me, but it, it's a good microphone. So hopefully um, the sound's better. So we're going to have a great 2024, and you'll see that, and we will talk about that. I'm building a curriculum for the next series. The Empowered series ended up being like 18, 16. was 16 episodes, 16 lessons. We built a product around that. There's content around that. There's books around that. There's handouts and all that. And we're going to do the same thing here shortly, with a, but we're going to be much shorter. We're going to try to build five-part series around a number of different topics, thoughts, ideas, and things I'm considering. Um, but we're going to jump into this. And this is probably a one-part series. And I, I took a two-week break. I wanted to recharge, recenter. And it's funny. You, you end up, you have to be intentional. You really need to be intentional about what you're trying to do, how you're trying to do it, and when you want, when it's going to be completed. You really need to do that. As you start 2024, and, and maybe I'll be all over the place today. I've got five bullet points here staring at me on this screen. And I might be all over the place, but the things I was, again, I'm consuming Jesse Itzler and, and, and my planner here that I've talked about in the front page of the planner is an empty sheet. At some point, as I get the feedback and as I come up with more things, it will not be blank. It'll, you know, have some, some content that I want, uh, I want out there or the ability to take some notes, but I have one thing at the top of it. One thing right now at the top of my planner on page one, that is a blank sheet. And it says this, do not wing 2024. You can't wing it. That's all it says. I'm sure I'll fill it up with other thoughts, but I, you, I've got, you've got to have a plan. You've got to be intentional. You need to have goals. You need to have the one big thing you're going to knock out, the Masogi. You've got to have this Kevin's rule, which maybe I'll get into. And it's a, it, keep in mind, this is not original stuff. This is stuff I'm consuming that I'm considering, but the Masogi is one big thing. I, in a book I read, Kyle Korver, a six seven six eight basketball player that has been in the NBA for 17 plus years. He's now out of it. The one thing he did a few years ago was he had a big boulder in, in the ocean and it was six feet down or however, where he, maybe it was six feet down so he could stand and breathe. But he was going to roll that boulder like a mile down, like half a mile down and half a mile back. And so he would go, go underwater, roll it over come up for air, roll it over. Like that, that's how I took the story. That may not be exact in everything and the distance may not be exact, but it was like, and that's what he did. The Kevin's rule is every other, every month, every other month that you do something, you know, you do something different. You're like, so, you know, you're getting these mini adventures, he calls. You're getting a mini adventure every two months. So you get six Many adventures, like my wife and I are going to Nashville or we went to New York City or we're taking the kids here or we're going fishing or we're like, like all that. We're not a fishing family. So those type of things, the fishing is the example that Itzler gives, right? We're not going to sit. This is his example. We're not going to sit on the couch on Saturday morning this weekend and watch Georgia play football. We're going to go do this. Fish, fishing was his example, right? And then the last, the last thing is, is that he talks about is the idea of one improved habit or removal of a bad habit every quarter. So you get four new habits every year, right? I, I love all that. I love it all. But the idea is you can't wing it. And so be intentional about what you want this to look like. If you go to the big ass calendar, I think it's a club, actually, the big ass calendar club, and you get this big ass calendar, please connect with me. Not uh, like I'm, I'm juicing that up. 
uh, um, you know, proclaiming or, uh, you know, pimping that out a little bit, but don't want, uh, don't get anything from it, obviously, but it's something I'm going to try and I'm excited about trying it. And I've seen how people use it and we'll see, but I have my, also my daily planner. Like I, I, I know there's wins out there, you know, there's wins out there. And we've got to go get them this year and we've got to be intentional about it. And you've got to write it down and you've got to reverse engineer what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish in 2024. Now, to get to the five bullet points, here, there's a great TV show um, that I, it, it, I'm not watching it as much as I just don't have time really to sit down and just get totally immersed in a show. You know, maybe that's a lie. Maybe I do have the time I, and I'm doing other things. But there's a show on Hulu called the bear and it's a great show um and let me give and i've talked about this show before so if you've listened to the podcast uh in the past and consumed all the content this year you've heard me talk about the bear here's the idea of this show the idea is this is a a a, a chef and a very um, accomplished chef and he's a younger guy and he worked in high-end restaurants in europe or in france or paris or something like that and five-star white tablecloth, like very detailed, very high-end uh, culinary food, right? Or food. And so his brother runs a place in Chicago and he, um, it's a sandwich shop, roast beef, you know, what you think of kind of, you know, hot dogs and whatever it is in Chicago. And that's what it is. His brother dies and gives him the restaurant. So he comes over, I believe, and he takes over the restaurant and it's just a bunch of, you know, people just having a good time making sandwiches. It's nothing, you know, it's nothing great, right? But so that's what they do. But the, the whole idea is he is turning this around into more than just a sandwich shop. And it's a leadership and it's a team building um, program. He's trying to build and change the mindsets and the culture and the environment and the language and the attitude and the body language. Like he's trying to change it all. He's trying to get the right people in and all that. And one person knows how good he is. This one lady, young, young lady who knows who he is and how good he is. And she is working for free just to be around this guy and to help him with the change because she wants to be around greatness. So that's the background of what the show's about. I love it. It's, you know, pretty intense at times. You know, my wife has turned it off at times and said, you know, like, we got to move on from this. There's too much going on. There's too much yelling and screaming. But that's the background to it that I wanted to give you. It's called The Bear. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. The last episode I watched, though, is the one that hit me. The, the And I believe it's like, you know, I, I want to say it's episode seven of season two. If you want to know where to go, watch like if you want to watch an episode, go watch that episode. Even if you don't know, even if you don't want to watch it all, go to season two, go to episode seven, I believe, and just watch that episode. Do that for me. And then, and then text me if you know me or go to my website and send a message or go to LinkedIn and send me a message on what you think. But here's the thing. The guy that is the hardest the guy that is the toughest to turn around, the guy that this, the, the chef that is trying to make this transformation, the person that he is struggling with the most every single day, yelling and screaming, not buying in, not wanting to do the dirty work, not wanting to be a part of this change, just wants to make sandwiches, just wants to do it the way that this guy's brother did. Why are you making like we are, this is not us. 
and is just causing problems. I don't know what happened in episode six. So I'm just tuning in. I don't remember. I didn't, I, I, to be honest with you, I think I fell asleep and my wife watched it and we just moved on to episode seven. So in episode seven, this is what's going on. And I love this. I lo and I'm going to watch this episode again. Love it. This guy, and I, I don't even know his name and he's in every episode. I just can't remember his name. He is now at a, I think they say a three-star, but it's like a five-star restaurant, but you get stars every year based on how good you are and being the best restaurant in the world or something like that. And now they have three of these stars to where they've been like rated one of the best restaurants in the world. And this is a place in Chicago and I'm sure it's all fictional and all that, right? So this, but all of a sudden this guy is working there and he's, and he shows up, the place is pristine it is clean. Nobody is there. He's walking around just looking at how clean this place is and how detailed it is and how put together. And he's looking at things on the walls and things like chandeliers that are hanging. Like this is the place. And then somebody shows up. Are you? And he said, this person that shows up says, hey, are you so-and-so? Okay, come with me. Come with me. And I think this guy was only going to be there a week. One week up, you know, he's bitching and moaning when he gets up at five, the alarm goes off and this guy puts him to work cleaning forks. So he's cleaning forks. He's wiping them down. Like they're not dirty. I think they're already washed forks. He's just shining them. He's shining forks and he's just throwing them in this tray when he's done, just throwing them in. And, the, and my opinion is this is like, Eight hours, 10 hours. That's what he does. And he starts bitching and moaning. And he has this attitude and he has this body language and he hates it. But he sees how this operation is being run. And he sees how people are doing their job, their role, and the manner in which they're doing it. He sees how detailed everybody is. He sees the meetings in the mornings where he's just cleaning forks, but he, you know, this stand up at the start of a day to use a software word where everybody's together and this, Hey, you're game planning. You can't wing it in 2024 to go back to my planner. They start their day and they're like, we're not winging this. So they have this meeting and it's phenomenal. What is going on at a restaurant? And I looked at my wife as this is going on. I'm like, do you really think restaurants are like this? And she says, I bet you they are. Obviously not all of them. And I'll get into that a little bit more here in a second. But he goes on, let me, let me paint this story and then we'll get into some of this stuff. Day two, alarm clock goes off. He's even more upset that he's got to go back. Forks, cleaning forks, cleaning forks, shining forks, shining forks, throwing them in disarray into a bin. Bad attitude, bad body language, bad effort. Starts complaining about everything. Then the gentleman that's in charge of him tells him to take his ass outside and they go outside. And this gentleman proceeds to tell him why he's there. He tells him his background. And I believe it was a rough background. I believe he got into trouble. He was talking about being an alcoholic. I think all this sort of stuff. And now he's a part of this and what it means to him and why it's important to him. And why those details matter. And that they've got a 
two-year or one-year wait to even get into this restaurant to have a meal and why people come back and why it's important, all this sort of stuff. So the guy starts to kind of soften his heart because this matters to these people. And this guy seems like he might just be like you, but now he's different. He has ownership. He's empowered. His work matters. The, the details, the customers, the service, the value, the contribution, like everything we talk about in this podcast is in this episode. And they go back in and he continues to shine. But now they have these meetings in the morning where they go over the, the, the menu, who is coming in. You know, the, this is the, the thing that they say is, hey, this, this teacher is coming in. They've been waiting two years to come to this restaurant. They've saved up everything they can so they can afford it and get a nice bottle of wine and get a nice meal. And they're going to be here at six o'clock. And then they start talking about how that they, that customer, that client, that, that, um, that customer is going to have that experience, what they value, they want to bring. And like, they're sitting there talking and the person in charge is like, okay, they're going to come. We're going to do this. And we're, it's on us. We're paying for it. And it was, how do you know this stuff? Oh, because when a customer comes in, we get their information. And then we have somebody else that does research on each customer, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So we know who they are. We know where they're coming from. We know what they like, blah, blah. Like, wow, really? Do restaurants do this? Like, I'd be interested. Do restaurants do that? Like, I'm like, are you like stalking and hounding people on Instagram? So you, so you know who they are when they get in there. So anyway, that's kind of a long story to this episode. How does it end? This guy's all in and he looks at this guy on the last day and it's a Sunday and it's his time to go out and somebody else is coming in. They must do this as a service. And they did this as a favor to the guy that is now running the sandwich shop. And he looks at him and he says, what do I need to do to stay here? So here's one thing they did. And we're going to wrap all this up into these five things and it's a longer podcast and that's fine. At one point, one of the servers hears somebody say at this table, I'm in Chicago. We're going home tomorrow morning and I did not have a Chicago style pizza. Dang, I wish we had got pizza. A server hears this. So they go back because you got to be aware of everything that's going on with your team, your people, yourself, your customers, the, the market, the industry. you got to be open and aware and humble to what you're not providing or what people may need. And so the server hears it and goes into the back and says, hey, table four with so-and-so, they're leaving tomorrow morning and they haven't had Chicago-style pizza. So they get on the phone. There's a pizza joint around the corner. They order the pizza. They take it. This guy that is working there for a week gets sees this all this happening and is amazed by the service and the value that and the experience they want to create. They run around the corner, get a Chicago style pizza after it's cooked. He runs it back, and this guy is now super excited, crazy good body language, wants to work there, like loves it, gives it to the chef, and they're just not going to give these people a Chicago style pizza, but they literally 
manufacture this crazy nice meal or course out of the Chicago style pizza that you would get maybe at a fine dining restaurant, but at its core, it's a Chicago style pizza. And then this guy looks at him and says, let me deliver it. The guy that is there for the week, the guy that was not buying into anything, let me deliver it. So he goes and he delivers the Chicago style pizza manufactured into a five-star experience and sells it all in, bought in the details. Like, like, so, all right, let me, let me pivot on this and, and put a pin in this. It's a crazy good episode about team building, about leadership, about a knucklehead that isn't buying in, that you're battling with, that you can't come across, right? That you, that you, that you can't get to buy in to start sweeping floors. You like understand this John Wooden won 10 or 11 national championships at UCLA. And to this day, and his last national championship was in the early seventies, mid seventies, still regarded as the single greatest coach of any sport team ever possibly. And to the last day that he was coaching, he was sweeping floors and taping ankles. There is no job small enough for the great leader. So here's a guy that thinks he's all that making sandwiches and I'm not doing these small tasks, doing anything that's beneath me. But now I'm polishing forks and let me go get the pizza. Let me deliver the pizza and let me provide value and let me contribute. So you need to go, listen, episode two, not episode two. We're talking season two, episode seven, I believe. Do that for me and report back to me. Tell me what you took from it. So here are five things. I'm going to go through the five things and then talk about five things and we'll wrap it up in 10 minutes. You know, wink, wink. One, setting the standard. Three star, like a five-star restaurant. I don't know how this stuff works. I know it's like the best restaurant. They were in this, in this movie, this show, this, you know, fictional place, right? Set the standard. This guy that is trying to convert a sandwich shop into a fine dining experience and wants to have that type of, uh, of, of, of experience, he's setting the standard. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is why it's important. Set the standard. Two, building trust. We're going to go into all these real quick. Problem solving and innovation. These are the things. Caring about details the team morale, the engagement, and leading by example. But the big thing here is we've got to lead our teams to understand that every detail is that important. And we've talked about in the past episode or two about getting out of the 80. You're in the 80. You're in that 80% of just okay. Like, I, like I, not, not you, like you can put your name in there but I am. So what's 2024 look like? How do I get out of the 80? Get out of the 80. How do I get out of the 80? Caring about details, setting higher standards, innovating more, problem solving, being more valuable, contributing more, encouraging more, lifting up more. How do we do that at our places? Leaders, let's go through these again. And these first two are going to be the same. Because I'm going to come back through leading by example. But get out of the 80 in 2024. 
being okay, being good enough isn't good enough anymore. And I don't have my word for the year yet. I'm leaning on discipline. I just want to kick ass in 2024. I want to be, I want to be that good in 2024. I want to be that restaurant in 2024. I want to set the standard. So setting the standard, leaders who pay attention to detail, leaders who pay attention to details, they set a high standard for everyone on the team. And by showing that no task is too small, leaders are going to inspire a culture of excellence where every contribution matters. So the, think about this. Now you know the story. Now I can kind of go off on this, right? Let me read this last sentence again in my notes that I took. By showing that no task is too small, leaders inspire a culture of excellence where every contribution matters. What is that? Polishing forks. Not until you understand the value of that can we move on to this. Not until you find the value in that fork. The guy kept saying, no streaks, no streaks. Stack them up. No streaks. There's a streak in that one. There ain't a streak in that one. Quit throwing them. Like, take this serious. Quit throwing them into the bin. Until you understand the value that you're providing, we cannot move on to the next. Leaders who pay attention to those details. But here's the thing. You, you have to pay attention to the details. You have to understand the value that every small thing is, but you need to acknowledge everything that is also done. You don't want to be the coach, the leader that knows that the details are so important that you don't acknowledge what they've currently done. Like, hey, like, yeah, like, okay, all that's really shitty because you didn't do this, right? Hey, all that's really good. I appreciate all the work that you did here, but we're but we can be better here. Leaders who pay attention to the details, you've got to set these standards. This is how we work. This restaurant had crazy standards, but they became such a machine because everybody believed in the values. Everybody believed in the standards. Everybody exceeded and excelled and worked towards those standards that they are no longer in the 80, where the team, where the teams, the, the, the restaurants that are in the 80, it's not important to them. It's not that important. Don't worry about it. Good is good enough. Let's move on. Building trust. Teams that trust, teams will trust leaders that are involved in all the nitty gritty aspects of the work. If you're sweeping floors, if you're taping ankles, if you're shining forks, if you're running around the corner full speed to just get a minute quicker buying a deep dish pizza in Chicago. It is recognized. It is valued. You are contributing. You are building your team to trust you. When leaders show they care about the details, the team members are going to feel supported, valued, and understand that their efforts are noticed. So when they do execute on the details, when you're running the company, and you know that service is the most important thing and the customer is the most important thing. And you have team members that are running their asses off to go get a deep dish pizza. You can sit there and say, okay, you have to understand that value, that contribution, that sacrifice to go above and beyond. And you've got to acknowledge it, 
paying attention to the details allows the leaders to identify issues early on. You've got to identify, you've got to figure out every single day how you can get better on the details. So when you have your restaurant, your sales team, your software team in a standup where you're talking about the day and you're not going to wing it in 2024, but you're going to execute, deliver and get results this year. When you get those, you've got to sit there and convince people to, to contribute to the conversation of getting better. Danny Hurley's the head coach at the University of Connecticut, and there's a great interview with him by um, Ed Milet talking about his team and about how to build a championship culture. And he said this, man, if you are on my staff and you come and don't contribute to the conversation, I will get in your ass. You are here to contribute to the problem solving, to the details, to our improvement, to the development of our program. And if you can't do that, then you will struggle here. And I do that, like, that happens a lot in the software world. We use the phrase, you know, you all heard the phrase, crickets, crickets. We've got to identify potential issues early on. Addressing small problems prevents them from escalating. Okay, recognize team morale and engagement. When everybody understands the standards and they have the values and they know their contribution, and they know what the wins are, and they know what we're trying to accomplish today, man, morale's going to be high. The accountability's going to be high. The, the ownership's going to be high. The confrontation will probably be, there will be confrontation, but the intensity of it may not be what it used to be. This gentleman was the most confrontational in the whole show, The Bear. And now he's doing this, and now he gets it. By the end of this episode, after seven days of polishing forks and doing other things and running to get deep dish pizza, he starts to get it. So the confrontation still may be there, but maybe the confrontation for him now is to live to a standard that is higher than what he is used to. And maybe he owns it more. This is what we do, why we do it, why it's important and how we do it. And I get it. The confrontation used to be Man, I'm cool in the 80. Quit trying to get me out of the 80. We're fine. Shit, now he sees excellence. Now he sees excellence somewhere else. And it rattles his cage so hard that, hey, I want to stay here. This is crazy good. The standards here are so high and I can do it. Please let me stay. What he winds up doing, and I haven't watched all the episodes, is he goes back. And you know he's just going to make that place have those standards. He's all in now. He has seen it. He can model it. He believes he can do it. He understands his contribution. Man, you've got to watch this episode. Recognize the small victories and the contributions of the team is going to increase the morale and the attitude and the body language and the, the contribution and the wins. The end of the day, no matter what we talk about here on this podcast, the end of the day, it's all about results and how, and you, you figure out how you can get your own results, what you, whatever you want to do, you go get your results. I think these small details are the pillars for getting the results that you want. You want customers and money and wins. You know, I, I, I want people to enjoy their jobs. And I think that winning, and I think that the money 
are the byproducts of doing things the right way. I think that's going to come. But the last one is just leading by example. Leaders who willingly take on any task, no matter how small, demonstrate the humility and the work ethic that you need within your teams. And, and listen, the whole deal with this guy going to this restaurant was to see that it can be done, that the standards are high, that people do the small jobs, and that he starts to believe that he can do that. The number one thing in getting people to another level of standard and of excellence and of their own greatness is to have somebody that believes in them. First and foremost, that is the most important thing. If you don't have somebody that believes in you, man, that that boat is hard to, 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 to row. That boat is hard to row. But man, if you have somebody in there that believes in you, that has the juice, that has your attention, that pushes you to a higher standard, that has their oars in the boat with you, man, that's easier sail, easier sailing. But that sets the example for the team and it promotes that collaborative mindset and that sense of shared responsibility that you all need to have with your teams. So again, to wrap this up, I try to keep these around 40 minutes, but I'm going to watch it again. So my here's everybody's homework if you've made it 37 minutes. Go to Hulu. If you have a subscription to that, membership to that. Don't start on, don't you don't even have to start on episode one. Go to season two, episode seven, I believe. Press play and, and they're short episodes. And it actually starts out with Mike Krzyzewski talking about leadership. Mike Krzyzewski is the former head coach at Duke University, the all-time leader in men's basketball in terms of wins. He's won five national championships, et cetera. You should know who Coach K is. Most of you that listen to this probably do. It starts with him and excerpts from his book on leadership. I forget what it's called. Leading from the Heart. He's got a book called Leading from the Heart. That's this book. And he's just talking about it. And this lady that knows she's around greatness, that's why she's working for free. And she's consuming Coach K's content about how to build a team and leading with the heart and being great. And it starts with him talking about it. Then it goes straight into everything that we've talked about here. There's greatness out there. We can get out of the 80 in 2024. I can get out of the 80 in 2024. I need to get out of the 80 in 2024. We need to have one big defining event and win in 2024. I think my big win in 2023, to reiterate it, is in reflecting back, is starting the Dead 3 Coaching and Leadership Development brand, doing the podcast, getting to 50 plus episodes, creating content, creating some ebooks, doing all this stuff now, still in the 80. It's just okay. Like, I think it's all the content's good. Like, I hope you appreciate it and I hope you like it. But the next step is more and better. And I encourage you to figure out what your Masogi is in 2024, what that is, what's the big defining event when we are sitting in 2027, we say 2024, we did this and it was awesome. You know, my wife's family in 2023, I know everybody else's defining event, right? They had their family, not all of them, but there were like five of them that rode their bikes across the state of Iowa over however many days that takes. And that's a huge defining event that when they look back and they're sitting in 2030 and they're going to say 2023, they're going to be, that's the year 
that the five or six of us rode our bikes across Iowa. We got to do something like that this year, something big, something powerful, something memorable, something to improve us. And I'd, I'd, I'd be, uh, I would love to know what yours might be. Um, still carving mine out and we're two days in. So listen, go to the show notes. The planner is going to be available. The website's available, the content. We've got these courses we've created. The best thing you can do for me and people are doing it is just continue to reach out to me and to share the, share this. We had really good numbers on this podcast. I want to be better in 2024. Please share this. I hope you're getting value out of it. I hope it intersects you in some way. It's holding me accountable that I can be better and will be better and will do better in 2024. Um, and I hope this impacts you in that way. And please share it and please reach out to me. Many, listen, probably the people that are listening to this most are the people that, I'm, that I know. Um, not all, obviously not all. The numbers are pretty good and I don't know that many people. But reach out to me. If you know, if you know how to track me down, reach out to me. I appreciate the last podcast and the feedback I received on that from a number of people. Um, but have a great 2024. Let me know what your one big defining event's going to be. And two, let go watch that episode and literally reach out to me and let me know. Now, if I have the episode wrong, I'll correct it in a future episode. I believe it's season two, episode seven. So please reach out to me and let me know what you think of that episode. Have a great week. Great start to your year. Thanks.